0: What is up, friends? Coach May here with the Balanced by Science podcast, where I teach you how to build a healthy and balanced lifestyle while still enjoying the process along the way. I am so excited to connect with you and to help you find balance by Science. So without further ado, here is the Balanced by Science podcast. What's up, and welcome back to the Balanced by Science podcast. I am so excited to talk about tummy fat with you guys today. It seems to be just a very, very prominent concern in the fitness community and I'm ready to spell a lot of myths for you and talk about how you can actually get rid of that stubborn belly fat. So before I start, I do want to tell you how you aren't going to lose tummy fat. You are not going to spot reduce that fat. So doing it in ab workout is not going to decrease fat on your stomach any more than it's going to decrease fat on your arms right so kind of similarly doing bicep curls is not going to decrease fat on your arms any more than it's going to decrease fat on your you know butt so you have to fat comes off of your entire body as you burn calories and there's a lot more at play then I think a lot of people realize right you have to consider how many calories you're taking in um, what your workouts look like how many calories you are burning throughout the day it's not just simply you know do ab workouts lose tummy fat it's there's a lot more at play there and so Genetics also play a really strong role in this. If you look around at your family um, and places where they commonly tend to hold fat, that will kind of give you an idea, but tummy fat is actually often the last to go. That's actually where I hold a lot of my fat as well, so I know this personally, Um, but there are a couple of different circumstances that can also kind of put you in this situation. So let's go over a couple just like example stories. First, we'll call her, we'll call her Sally. Um, Sally was doing cardio five times a week. She was doing weight training two to three times a week and she was eating, we'll say like 500 calories under her total daily energy expenditure. Now, this leaves Sally in a really bad position because cortisol is raising, right? Because stress levels are raising because she's putting a lot of stress on her body. So cortisol levels are raised. Cortisol is associated with increased abdominal fat, right? Cortisol goes up, abdominal fat goes up. Same thing with thyroid hormone. Your thyroid starts to suffer when you put your body under a lot of stress like that, and so that's when we start to see some ad- abdominal fat, and that is often why you'll see a lot of people who are very very fit, um, or semi-fit in you know their arms, their legs, and their butt, and holding some in their stomach. Right? Stress is going to have a huge impact on that, um, not just exercise stress like cardio stress, but also just life stress. Right, and so. The stress is creating just all a whole host of problems within the body and um, belly fat is just like one symptom of that. Um, you also have a really common circumstance that I'll see is someone who is a mom. She is stressed and running and busy all the time. She is picking food off of kids' plates, probably not getting enough to eat. She's constantly hungry, you know, on the road, picking up the kids from school or daycare or whatever the case And just things are really out of whack and out of balance when it comes to her own self-care, especially with her nutrition. Um, She's probably, you know, trying to get a couple good workouts in every week. And so that's her time and that's great, um, but that might look like a run. And that's just adding increased stress um, both to just the body in general and the thyroid, which is linked to body fat. So um, that's another thing with the thyroid hormone and cortisol. Cortisol increases abdominal fat. They are linked and abdominal fat increases cortisol. So this becomes a very vicious, vicious cycle. And often we have to lower that cortisol um in order to break that. And I know it's not like the most fun thing in the world, but yes, it does mean that you may have to decrease your cardio for a while. It does mean that you may have to, you know, meditate for a while every day whatever the case may be whatever is a stress reliever for you we have to find that um and kind of like put a dent in that before we're gonna see progress in belly fat right another common circumstance I'll see is um just subconscious dieting over the years especially in women if your mother was a chronic dieter or someone frequently commented on your weight or the way your body looked when you were younger, it has most likely affected your eating habits to some extent. So we have to consider that, although you might not have, you know, done excessive dieting, lack of attention to your habits is also excessive dieting, right? Lack of attentiveness to you and your own health um, also produces the same results. So we have to take that into consideration. It may not look like, you know, I did the Atkins diet for like five years in a row or like, you know, I did Optavia or whatever. It may just be, you know, I have not been caring for my body the way that it deserves. And so we have to take that into consideration. We have to take your history into consideration. And this is a big reason why I will never recommend, you know, just straight up challenges, or, you know, even sometimes group programs that don't know people's history, um, don't know where they're coming from. I think group programs are great. It's a great way to include affordable exercise. Um, But I do think that the participants need to be thoroughly vetted in order to make sure that that's not doing more harm than good um you also have hormones to consider I know we talked about cortisol and thyroid hormone um we have you know the sex hormones if estrogen or testosterone or that kind of thing are out of balance we'll see some changes there but also I want you to remember that your hormones change to adapt to your environment right I have a podcast about this a few episodes back um and basically yeah your genetics your loads the gun like if you have you know, your grandma or your mom or your cousins or whoever the case may be has, um, we'll say PCOS or endometriosis and that kind of thing. Genetics is loading the gun for that for you, um, but your environment kind of pulls the trigger on that. So I know we've talked about that before, I'm not gonna go too deep into that, but definitely take that into consideration. Um, another thing to consider is if you're pushing yourself in the gym, in resistance training. I know a lot of girls are <laughs> afraid that they're going to be bulky and if you're trying to lose fat, you're probably like really, really self-conscious and focused on not being bulky, but I want you to train like you be- you want to be bulky and then eat like you don't, right? Now, I'm not saying to under eat. Definitely check out my free fat loss guide. You can find it in the link in my Instagram bio if that is helpful for you, but Um, I would definitely, you know, put yourself at your maintenance calories or I think the maximum I'll usually go is about 30% under, but most people really only need to be in like a, I don't know, I'm going to say probably a 10 to 18% deficient to uh, lose fat. So put yourself in a slight deficit, um, I always say deficient, um, put yourself in a slight deficit and then um train hard like you want to be bulky. I'm not saying like 6 days a week. I'm saying like focus on getting stronger, right? Um and then really go back to your foundations, right? We're coming we're coming down to this spot where people are so unhealthy and have so little muscle mass, whether that's due to inactivity or poor nutrition and inactivity or overeating or constantly trying to lose fat or, you know, the stories that I mentioned earlier that we're just like, we're not taking care of ourselves. So of course, we've got this issue that we're struggling and until we have, you know, a good amount of steps in every day, typically I recommend 7 to 10k depending on the person until we're eating adequate calories and balanced meals with protein. Um and if you need help figuring those out, absolutely let me know. Um or you can download the fat loss guide like I mentioned um which is absolutely free. But lifting weights two to four times a week, pushing yourself there, um maybe doing cardio once a week, but I would do something really light um for like thirty minutes. So things like that until we you know push until we really push into and lean into things like that, um, getting adequate sleep is another good one. If are you getting seven to nine hours of sleep, remember that, um, lack of sleep raises cortisol levels. Cortisol is linked with belly fat, right? So we have to take that all into consideration before we can really say like, wow, I'm stuck with this belly fat and it's just genetic and I can't lose it, right? Pay attention to when you're eating. When are you feeling full, Right? Are you eating are you just like shoveling food in your mouth or are you you know eating slowly paying attention giving your your body time to catch up and let you know when you're actually full we can kind of like fix all the hormones we mentioned earlier but like that's kind of a losing battle if your habits and your environment are on point remember like i said um genetics loads the gun, environment pulls the trigger, like all of these things are really important if you want things to to work out and to stick right um another thing is just to eat clean and balanced we are we are coming out of the if it fits your macros phase, and I think that was amazing in a lot of ways I think um especially for me, it got me to finally eat enough food and it got me to you know, not be terrified of donuts um, and not to just beat myself and under eat, beat myself up and under eat every time I, you know, had a brownie or something like that. And that is great. Like, I love that. Um, I'm no longer, you know, tracking my Thanksgiving meal calories unless I really want to. However, it did also not take into account a lot of things like fiber. Um, And so making sure that you know, digestion is working properly um, through things like fiber. It didn't take into account things like micronutrients, your vitamin A, your vitamin B, your vitamin C, right? And so while, you know, you can, you know, make probably four packs of ho-hos and, you know, five protein shakes fit your macros for the day, it's not going to have the best outcome. It's not going to produce the best outcome. And, I love, like I said, I love if it fits your macros, especially um, for those of you coming out of like a restrictive mindset um, or vacations or sometimes holidays, right? It does kind of give us a good mindset, a good balanced mindset around that. But um, in the day-to-day, you want to make sure that you're getting all those micronutrients. You want to make sure you're getting enough vegetables and fruits. You want to make sure you're you know, getting what your body needs rather than just kind of fueling it with a lot of processed junk, Uh, because that will in turn, like I said, raise cortisol, and so, and amongst many other things like cholesterol, and we have to take those into consideration to where, you know, a lot of people are seeing a lot of muscle growth or fat loss, but they're still having the same health problems, so just because you are, you know, overweight or obese um, or because you are skinny um, does not indicate where your health is. We have to approach both of those in a healthy and balanced way that's designed specifically for you. So that kind of leads into gut issues. These can have a huge, huge impact on just overall fat loss in general. Um, For example, if you aren't going to the bathroom frequently enough, um, if you aren't, you know, if you're constantly feeling bloated, if you are, you know, suffering with indigestion or acid reflux, those are huge signals that there are bigger issues at play here, and that's definitely something we have to take into consideration when we shoot for a fat loss goal, especially in the stomach, right? Because that's one of the tougher ones that's a little harder to get gone. So we definitely have to take those into consideration. Um, If you're not, you know, having bowel movements two to three times a day, if you're not, um, you know, absorbing those nutrients properly, if you are constantly bloated, um, these are all issues that I just mentioned. But any digestive issue in general, if you have something going on there, chances are you're going to have a lot more trouble losing fat. And so it may just look like, you know, increasing your fiber intake or increasing or decreasing your calorie intake, but if you experience that, definitely come talk to me or another knowledgeable professional um, that can help you get on the right track because it can really have a huge impact on your health and hormones. I know I've talked about this in a podcast before, but if you are not, for example, having bowel movements frequently enough, and um, that waste is essentially recirculating into your bloodstream. So that's backing up your small intestines, right? That's allowing that that waste to ferment in there. And then those toxins are allowed to circulate through your bloodstream. Your bloodstream goes to your organs, right? And so when your organs are getting toxins and the same hormones that they're trying to throw out back into their you know circulation then we've got unhealthy organs so healthy organs often start with healthy digestion and that's going to help your health as a whole and your body will respond much much better to fat loss phases or muscle growth phases if those are all in check Finally, we also have to consider things like PCOS, endometriosis, if you're on hormonal birth control. um, A lot of people don't know that that can really mess things up. Um, Like I said, gut issues, all of those have an impact if you're in a really stressful season of life, if you have a really stressful job, if you're not sleeping, right? There are so many things that I mentioned in this podcast that um, could be considered and should be always considered. They are not always, like I mentioned, in challenges and in programs and things like that. And so we really want to make sure that we're solving the root of the issue so that it actually sticks and that's something you can actually sustain your progress for um throughout the rest of your life. And often that's going to look like a lifestyle change. And I know that's not something that you want to hear. I know that's not pretty. I know it's not fun, Um, but I do know that when you take baby steps when you do it the right way you will fall in love with the process eventually um because you know you just feel so much better so much more confident and you believe in yourself so much more strongly when you do so definitely take that into consideration definitely take a look at your lifestyle um how many steps you're getting in how much sleep you're getting um, before you jump to you know the next extreme for burning belly fat Hopefully this was helpful and feel free to leave me any questions on Instagram or Facebook. I would also love if you would give this show a five-star rating and leave a review so that we can come across more listeners and spread the word about belly fat and how to navigate that in a healthy way friend thanks for joining me on the balance by science podcast be sure to click the little plus sign in the upper right corner to be notified when new episodes come out or if you're on spotify click the follow button and bell in the upper left because i love creating personal connections you can also find me on instagram by my username in the show notes below remember friends make today the beginning of the tomorrow you're wishing for